Welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah Griffo, a marriage and family podcast dedicated to building strong families. And now your hosts, Mark and Deborah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah. As always, I am thrilled and honored to have my wife of 40 years, Deborah Griffo, join me on this podcast. Honey, welcome. Uh, thanks, hon. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. You know, the last podcast that we did, we presented five powerful values to instill within your home, especially your children, as they are being raised, that will help them become strong into adolescence and as they move into adulthood. We want to take and do a part two on this podcast, and we want to go with five more valuable principles that will help your children and your family become strong. Values are huge today. It's like we live in such an anything goes society and culture and people are just crying out for what are my values? You know, believing parents are asking what values do I teach my children and my teenagers, my grandchildren? And I I heard someone once say, you know, you can be so open-minded, and I feel like we have a culture today that's so open-minded, but this particular quote was, you can be so open-minded that your brains just fall out. (laughs) And it seems as though we need to find out what we're not supposed to be open-minded about (laughs) and what we are supposed to value. And, you know, we want to value what God values. That's right. When we value what he values, we are going to we're going to have an awesome family. We're going to have an awesome relationship, awesome business. But we've got to find out what those values are. And really, I want to encourage you that are listening, it is not hard to find out what God loves and values. And when we seek his word and we uh, seek him, he shows us and we we've been talking about some values that we were taught and we passed on to our children and they worked wonderfully for us because God taught them to us. And so we're just passing that along today. We want to pass the torch. We want to pass the values, like you said. I think that we're living in such an amazing and interesting time in society. We need to take time to teach our children these things. We just can't send them off to someone else. The home is responsible to really teach these values. That's right. And these values are reinforced by the church, and the church blends in and helps teach them. And as they do, there is such a strength that happens. It's our goal and it's our desire that you hear what God is saying. Listen between the lines. Let the Holy Spirit really help you discern what is being said so it can be impregnated within your life, within your heart, so you can teach your children. Point number six of a powerful value is this. Teach your family, teach your children the importance of meeting in groups with the body of Christ. Connect groups, life groups, whatever you want to call them, youth groups, Teach them it's very important to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together with other people. You know, I learned that even Jesus had a circle. He just didn't have a row. You know, he had his 12 disciples. They helped him really change the world. And 
They became very productive. But Jesus took time to minister to them on a one-to-one, eyeball to eyeball. Large churches are great, but you know, large churches need to get small, small in such a way that they have groups that they can help people see each other on a one-to-one. And we need to teach our family the importance of this. And I think, honey, we do it by even getting together in our own family, eyeball to eyeball, and getting into their hearts and seeing what God wants to say. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, that day about 3,000 people took him at his word. They were baptized. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. That kind of activity took place in small groups. I'm so grateful that most churches today have an outlet where you can have connect groups and small groups. And so first of all, we want to make sure that we are committed on a weekly basis to a community of believers that we pour into and they pour into us. And no doubt about it, our children knew that every Sunday we were out the door meeting with our community. Mm -hmm. But not only that, we had youth groups, we had small groups Uh, choose one group a week or every other week that you can belong to and also have that small group like Mark said in your family you've got to have that time where you meet every night maybe after dinner before school before before you know before bed where you're focusing on Jesus you're focusing on the father and his love you're reading the word you're having prayer together as a family this is vital this is super important we don't we don't want to ever discount this value in our homes. But not only in our homes, we want to make sure that we are, as a family, we're learning, we're teaching our children how to minister to others in life groups, in connect groups. You know, Deborah, there's a verse in the Bible that says, use your steel to sharpen other steel. And one friend sharpens another. When we help each other, We begin sharpening, we help, we encourage others to really become who God wants them to be. And when we look each other in the eye, eyeball to eyeball, and get into the heart, it makes the difference. Our children really love that one-to-one time, and they love that family time together, and they love the group time together in life groups. There's just something, there's a dynamic that happens when you put a value to Let's meet in a smaller group and let's see what God is saying to us. Let's get into his word. Let's get into, you know, his principles and his precepts and let's find out what he really is saying to us. You can't do that in a huge setting. It has to come down to the smaller group. That's right. And we were created. We have an innate desire to be with family, to fellowship, to eat together. And we do that with our families, but to extend it further to the family of God. We have an innate, we have a desire. Mm -hmm. Our DNA, as it was with the early church, is for life together, prayer together, um, growing and learning of God's Word together. And this is where your children, your grandchildren will learn accountability and transparency that comes from the small groups. And this is where they learn and they usually their best friends are found in these groups, which is beautiful because they're both seek they're all seeking after the Lord together. You know, that happened with our kids. And our kids now are 37, 38 years old, and you know, down to 24 years old. 
they are still meeting with those friends that they were with when they were kids, and they're tracking with them. You just develop lifelong relationships when you go into smaller groups. Yeah, and when you go through the ups and downs of life, your hills and your valleys and your mountaintops, and you pray together and you cry together, it's the most precious relationships that you can share together. Mm -hmm. So we just believe that one of the values, great values that we want to pass on is the importance of meeting with small groups that are extended from our larger churches. That's right. Let's go to point number seven and value number seven of this podcast. And that is teach them the importance of hearing God's voice. Oh my goodness, this is a must. I know, and it's not really a thing that you teach, you know, it's not like a lesson planner you get out and you teach them. (laughs) But really, it is just the day-to-day sharing and hearing God's voice first together, and then they begin to hear on their own, and it's something that they're just, it's really caught, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It is caught. It's caught. You know, we learn from Moses, we learn from Joshua, we learn from Paul the Apostle, we learn from John the Beloved. In their writings and scripture and their truths that they spoke forth. That God speaks personally. But you know what? There is something about hearing the voice of God deep in your own soul. Hearing the guidance and hearing the promptings that he is giving to you. And we should teach our children how to hear, how to tune in to that voice yeah, at an early age. And I think that our children, I remember a cute story when our children were small. And I know that they would hear us talk about the voice of God, hearing the Lord. And this is what I feel the Lord is saying. And this is what I'm feeling. You know, I think this is what God is. And we would bounce it off of each other. And our children grew up with those conversations because really we are always seeking out the voice of God and we're listening and we're, you know, when we when we follow that, we know we're going to have success in our life as he's leading us and we're going to be able to make a difference in the lives of others. And I remember one of our kids, you know, just one day, just randomly, you know, I really, he was saying, I really hear God's voice and God is telling me to have some ice cream right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so yeah. cute that they were, but they knew there was weight <laughs> in when you would say, I think I hear God's voice. And so he used that weight. I hear God telling me I need some candy or I need some ice cream. <laughs> and, so cute. But you know, at least he had it in his heart that he eventually then, began to hear the voice of the Lord and hear the promptings of God. And even today, it's it's beautiful to see our children and our spiritual children just listening, waiting until they know that they know that this is what God has for me, and I'm going to go with that. Yeah, you know, Jeremiah 33.3, it's a scripture that I learned, I memorized a long, long time ago. It says in the message translation, this is God's message. The God who made earth made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wonderful things that you could never figure out on your own. (laughs) There are things that we cannot figure out on our own. And that's when the voice of the Lord comes into our hearts and gives us the direction. When we teach our children 
from a young age, you can hear direction that's going to give you you know, a lasting effect. You can hear the voice of God that's going to make the difference and you can depend on him to help you figure it out. That is a jewel. That is a nugget of truth. And when we tell our children and instruct our children and teach our children, this is the way. Walk in it. This is what God says. Here's promptings. It'll go with them the rest of their life. It will. It it will. And it's such a beautiful value that you can pass on that they will know all of their lives that their loving Father in heaven desires relationship with them and he desires to communicate and he desires to share his voice with Mm -hmm. them and lead them and then they'll never have to lack for any good thing as they just press into him and his voice what a beautiful treasure to give to those in our homes I have one more scripture I have to share before we move on to another point, and it's in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30, and it's from the message translation, which I really like. Here's what it says. Jesus answered. Jesus answered. That means he'll answer you too if you're listening here today. Jesus will answer you. I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I have done has been authorized by my Father's actions that speak louder than words. You don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. They are protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them out of my hand. The father who puts them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and thief. No one could ever get them away from him. I and the father are one. We are of one heart and one mind. You know, as we help our children become saved, as we teach them the importance of salvation, they become a sheep. And the Bible says, my sheep will hear my voice. So let's teach our children how to hear God. That's good. It's really good. And then the next value that we learned and we passed on to our children is the value and importance of an outward focus, Mm. particularly with missions. Missions here in our community and then missions abroad. You know, our family went on quite a few missions trips. I remember we would have, maybe we were in need to buy something new, maybe a new couch or something. (laughs) But... With our limited income, we decided to go on the mission strip instead of the <laughs> new couch. I mean, I don't think you, you should have to choose. We did at that point. I mean, God wants to give us nice things as well. But we did make it a priority to make sure that our children went overseas with us. And then as they got older, they went with other great groups, missions organizations, YWAM, youth groups, But we really wanted, and from a very young age, really wanted our kids to get a taste of the world. And as we took them to places like Africa, they went to the Dominican Republic, you know, they went to Asia. Uh, We took them to Eastern Europe as soon as it became a, as soon as the wall went down. Mm -hmm. There were things that they 
caught in a third world country that they would have never caught here. And it was one of the greatest investments I think that we've ever made is the investment of letting our children meet missionaries who were overseas, people that gave their lives to bring the gospel to unreached people groups. And this was something that opened the eyes of our children to where today I know that they have a heart for the nations and for the world. They really do. I remember, by the way, when you talked about Eastern Europe, I remember we went to Budapest, Hungary, and we were taking our kids. And I remember Mark, he had such a heart for some reason, to want to give to the missionary that we were going to visit. And for one year, Mark saved every penny he got. People would ask him what he wanted for his birthday. He would say, I want money so I can give to the missionary in Europe. And I remember he saved $200 that year. When we went to Europe We met the missionary, he took us in his home, and the first thing Mark did was pull out $200 and give it to that missionary. I believe Mark is harvesting that seed even today in his life. For some reason, at a very young age, at seven years old, he felt the importance of reaching out to a missionary. Missions is just that. And you know, you don't have to go abroad to do that. You can reach out in your own city your own state, your own nation, and around the world. That's very scriptural. Go into the highways and byways and compel them to go in. You know, you shall be witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, it's important that we do our part to instill within our children the importance of missions. When you do that, they're going to have a worldwide view, and they're going to be able to look at other people through the eyes of Jesus. That's good. And can I encourage you to do what we did? And we've read multiple biographies of men and women through the centuries that gave their lives on foreign fields, foreign nations. And that that was a just a beautiful time of reading as a family. And Mark would read or I would read out loud. And they would discover the lifestyle mm-hmm. of these heroes of the faith that went and gave their all for the unreached people. And it really made an impact and an influence. So I want to encourage you to make that a value in your home, to put an importance on missions, home and abroad. When your church community is doing something for your community, be involved, be a part of it. When a missionary comes to talk at your church, be there. Let your children hear and let them catch a vision for the nations of the world. Fantastic. You know, another point, another value that we've instilled within our kids, and that is the value of serving, serving one another and serving their church. Jesus, he washed the disciples' feet. He told them to follow his example. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must be servant of all. Teach your children how to serve, whether they pick up papers whether they clean toilets, whether they sweep the sidewalks, whether they help set up chairs, whether they are on the worship team and they help set up, if you're a mobile church, if you, you know, whatever the church needs, if you can incorporate your children to serve the church, you are teaching them to serve 
God. And they'll serve God the rest of their life. But it starts in the simple things. Now, keep in mind also that they should learn first how to serve in your home. And then once they serve in the home, you know, you can teach them to serve in the church as well. And then when they serve in the church, they're going to be serving the world (laughs) in whatever God tells them to do. But there's this value that needs to be instilled that we're not in it for us. We're in it for others. Get that outward view. Get that view that's going to say, how can I help someone today? How can I bless somebody today? How refreshing is that? You know, I'm always so refreshed in this selfie, selfie world where when I run into someone who's asking me or I hear them asking others, what can I do to serve you? What can I do to help you? How can I be of assistance? That is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And so we teach our kids when they're young. I know my little grand, our little granddaughter, Chloe, she's a year and a half. And after dinner, mom and dad are busy cleaning up the dishes, putting things away, wiping off the table. So they intentionally have a little broom and dustpan set that's just Chloe's size. And while they're doing their chores after dinner, they have Chloe sweeping the floor with her little (laughs) tiny 18-month-old sized little broom and doing her little best. But the, the idea is that she's involved in serving her family and Mm -hmm. helping to pick up um, while her parents are picking up. And so start them young and let them enjoy serving, knowing that it's just a part of life. It's something that we'll never stop doing. And we're going to serve with joyful, happy hearts. So this is something that we, we get to model for our kids and we get to pass down to them as a beautiful value. If you want to be great, the Bible says, in God's kingdom, learn to be a servant. Proverbs 11 says, the one who blesses and helps others is abundantly blessed That's and helped. That's so good, isn't it? Proverbs wow. eleven twenty five. Yeah. You help others when you're serving people. And then the reward is you're going to be blessed. Yeah. So if you want to be blessed, abundantly blessed, as Deborah just read in Proverbs, then serve. Never stop serving. We can do that even as adults, can't we, sweetheart? I hope it it gets even greater. Yeah. The more mature we are, I hope we're always looking for places to serve. Yeah. It says in Galatians, if I recall it correctly, it's abundantly clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your own freedom. We have to serve people. We really do. So instill that. And number 10, and the last one we're going to talk about today is Let's teach our children who they are in Christ. Teach them that they are valued by Jesus, they are valued by the kingdom of heaven, and they have authority. They are important to God. I am complete in Him, who's head over all, who rules in all authority. It says in Colossians chapter 2, verse number 10, Ephesians 2.10 says, I am God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good works that he has prepared for me to do. I think, honey, when you teach children to know who they are in Christ, they're going to rise up as an adult with such a confidence and such authority that nothing will take them down. That's right. We can't just bring them to salvation 
and allow them to be born again without realizing who they are once they're born again. And that's just something that is really caught when we as parents know who we are in Christ. I can guarantee you it's going to help to, it's going to trickle down to our children because we have that place where we're walking in our spiritual identity and we know that we're forgiven of sin. We know that God has freed us from any bondage. Mm -hmm. He's given us a purpose and we are able to change the world. And when we communicate that to our children as well, uh, they're going to, they believe it and they grow up knowing that they have strength and authority to make a huge difference in the world. And so I think for you and I, honey, we would always pray and decree those things over our kids. Mm -hmm. And I know while I was even schooling them in home, there were times during our devotions that I would just speak the word over them, that you, I would speak, you are free from the law of sin and death. You will not live in fear. You are far from oppression. Um, You are born of God and the evil one does not touch you. You are you have the mind of Christ. You have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. When we get these things inside of our spirit man, we are built on a rock that will never crumble. Whatever comes our way, we will be able to withstand the storms. And these are the disciples that we are raising in our homes, we are believing God for in our homes. They're going to be strong, so strong, that they're going to be able to do far above and beyond what we've ever accomplished. They're going to go to a greater level. And so my prayer for you as parents that are listening as couples, maybe that haven't had children yet, or maybe they're grown, but we're still believing for our families. My prayer for you is that you would know who you are in Christ, and that would be caught by your children and your grandchildren, and that you would be able to communicate through your actions, your love, and yes, through your words, who your family is in Christ as well. You'd be able to decree over them the verses, the scriptures that talk about their identity, that they are mighty in God. Mm -hmm. They've been put here on the earth for a reason and a purpose, and they will accomplish that purpose. And so, Lord, with that, we just come before you And I pray for every listener today. I pray that you would give them the strength and the courage and the durability and the consistency to instill these values within their children. Give them the knowledge, the wisdom, the revelation to be able to speak into their lives of their kids. And Father, Father. see them become strong and mighty men and women of God when they're older. Lord, Lord, I pray for every home today. Deborah and I agree today, Father, that you are touching touching every home. You're touching every life. And Lord, you're going to let them know the importance and the value of who they are in Christ and who they are and what they can do to bring value to the kingdom of heaven on this earth. So Lord, I pray for every marriage today. I pray for every family. Together we join with you and we say, Lord, 
Let your will be done. Let your life be lived out through every husband, every wife, and every child within the home. We make this decree today that you are good and in you is every good thing and you bring that to us. We praise you for this opportunity to speak to these people today and I pray you would bless them everywhere they go as they become strong, mighty men and women of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Listen, it's been our joy to be with you today. We hope and trust that these things have made a difference in your life. Until next time, this is Mark and Deborah, and we want to decree and declare to you today that you can build a strong family. This podcast has been produced by the loving contributions of our partners and friends. If you desire to know more about Stronger Together Ministries, please visit the website at www.strongertogetherministries.org. It's our desire to bless you and encourage you to have a strong family. If you care to invite Mark and Deborah to your church or ministry, please contact them at contact at strongertogetherministries.org. We are stronger together as we are building strong families. God bless you.